Welcome, welcome again to another rendition of Welcome to Fatherhood Interviews. My name is Sir Royce Briales, and I'm with my prestigious co-host, Dr. Raheem Young. How is it going, my brother? I'm doing well, man. How things on your end? Man, no complaints over here, man. Just got a babysitter for the night, so. Well, that's good. Thumbs up on my <laughs> side. <laughs> I'm also pleased to announce we have a special guest, Jess Tif- Tiffany. How's it going, brother? Uh, doing great. Just glad to be here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So tell us a little bit, a little bit more about yourself. Uh, you know, what do you do for a living and for a purpose? And also, how many kids you got and what are their ages? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I run a digital marketing agency, but we specialize in uh, basically building positioning, preeminence, and influence, and basically teaching people how to, you know, get on shows, be in, in uh you know, listed in articles, getting quoted in articles, different things like that, transferring that over to, into LinkedIn and optimizing your LinkedIn profile, teaching you outreach and how to actually build a business and bring in, uh, uh, bring in income. So that's kind of how we uh, roll. And um, I have four kids, uh, 15, 12, 10 and eight, three girls, one boy. And um, um, they're just the joy of my life and the reason I get up every day and I just uh, keep fighting for them and I appreciate I just appreciate the opportunity to be a parent and uh, the blessings that come with that. That's pretty cool. So, uh, Jess, you have a, like a gang of books in your background. Has any of those books ever, um, have you learned anything about parenting or fatherhood from any of those books? Yeah, I have quite a few parenting books back there. I'm trying to remember what the names of, uh, of them off the top of my head. Um, I think one's called Courageous Parenting. Um, there's some men's book, um, that I, that I liked, um, you know, um, a tender warrior. I don't know if you've heard that book, yeah. uh, teaches you how to be a dad and kind of, uh, love mostly about loving on your son, teaching them kind of uh, man, uh, man stuff, mm-hmm. be a little bit tough. And, uh, and, uh, so I enjoyed that book. Um, there's one that's not specifically parenting, but it's called The Power of Focus by Jack Canfield. It made a huge difference for me back uh, many years ago. And, um, and then the, some of the classics like Thinking Grow Rich um, and uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And we have, I have Rich Kid, Smart Kid back there. Uh, things uh, that we can kind of teach the kids about uh, managing their finances and money. Um, mm-hmm. We have uh, Dave, the Dave Ramsey stuff. Uh, we like that as far as personal debt, make sure we keep our debt low and and, and, and invest versus uh, uh, spend and stay below me and stuff like that. Oh, the, the total money makeover, you got that? Yes, one? I have that one and we have the whole Financial Peace University program too, so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So out of all those books, which one means the most to you? Um, or has made the most impact on you? Well, honestly, it's for me, it's the Bible. Um, yeah. I have, few copies <laughs> so different translations for study and different things like that um for for me that's uh the most impactful is how to live a, a, a life honoring god and how to raise my children uh to have that same respect um for authority and whatnot as well you know sir rice asked that question i thought he was going to say which one of your kids mean the most to you <laughs> <laughs> it's a time that's all of them that's good stuff. I'm just messing with you though. Um, 
So, Jess, uh, you have a unique name. Uh, your name is is Jess Tiffany. Is that like is that your real name or is that like yes? My mother, name? it's my mother's fault. I tell people, yeah. Um, <laughs> I I grew up as the guy with two girl names, so um, <laughs> I got teased a little bit as a child with that name, but uh, uh, it just made me tougher. That's all right. I can handle it. So. <laughs> Can you talk about your upbringing uh, a little bit? Like, uh, what was it like uh, growing yeah. up with your with your family and uh, with your dad in particular? Yeah. Um, so we we grew up in a. Uh, my dad was Air Force. Uh, he was born in California, moved all over because his parents were in the Air Force, and then he was in the Air Force. Uh, he met my mom at, uh, at in Minot, North Dakota, where he was stationed. Um, a little town of about maybe 30,000 at the time. I think it's maybe forty fifty thousand now or something, but. Um, but we grew up there. Um, basically, it was, uh, you know, it was it was a dangerous time. I mean, we 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 uh, you you walked out the house at noon and came back before sundown, and mom didn't care where you were all day. You just went and did whatever you wanted and rode your bike. And uh, we played on those dangerous uh, Ferris or those uh, merry-go-rounds that uh, had metal, and you hit hit your head on it, and all those uh, things that they don't allow you to do anymore. But uh, uh, somehow we survived. So that was a little, oh, you said, you asked about my dad too. Um, my dad uh, was kind of entrepreneurial. He also was a teacher at the local university uh, teaching photography classes. And uh, so he ended up being home more. My mom actually was a nurse and she was, she worked a lot and kind of worked overnights and then would sleep during the day. And the trick for the kids was we'd go ask mom because she'd be half asleep and she'd say yes to anything we asked. So if we wanted ice cream or whatever, we just asked mom. So that's kind of what we did. What we did um just uh you know hey mom can i go to the neighbor's house for you know a couple hours and oh and she's half asleep she say yes and then then she wake up panic not knowing where we were so it was it was an exciting time was uh was your dad hard on you all like i know you said he was in the military how was yeah, that yeah he was like he retired uh, or got out i should say when when i was pretty young um, but I remember we had to do hospital corners on the bed and, and, you know, things had to be straight and crisp. And, and so he was a little bit hard, but he, as, as he got older, he got less and less with each of the kids. I was the firstborn. So I was the one that I was the Guinea pig they practiced on. And so they were a lot strict, more strict on me than any of the other kids. But, uh, um, by the time my brother was born eight years after me. So, um, he was, we had three total and then my sister was born eight years after. So it was like, we had a single it was almost like my parents had one kid at a time, basically. And uh, but I was definitely the guinea pig and, and was uh, grounded a lot more than they ever were their, their entire life. So. <laughs> so what was that like? Uh, how did you how did you feel about your younger siblings getting different treatment than, uh, than you received? <laughs> well, I was, you know, I was a little jealous probably at the time. But, you know, I was, you know, by the time you know, I was eight or something, you know, and, and he, he was just a baby, you know, so it, uh, you know, I didn't realize until I was, you know, maybe 16 or 18 that they got a lot better deal than I did. But, uh, um, but we, we had a lot of fun though. We still, um, you know, we were pretty close, uh, you know, once everybody was born and everything, I was kind of like the, the second dad and got to, you know, help with uh, cleaning up after the kids and the mess they made and everything. But, uh, but I just dealt with it and that's the way it went. So. So, like, do you use those skills that you developed as a kid and with your own kids now, with your own children now? 
Well, I pick the good and leave out the other stuff, I guess. Okay. <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm not definitely not as strict as my dad was. Um, and, uh, but, 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 you know, a few things, my, you know, my dad always told me he loved me, you know, um, I, I was blessed in that way. Uh, my mom same you know, same thing. They're, you know, loving parents and they cared for us and, you know, you know, um, maybe they couldn't do everything they wanted for us or, you know, different things, you know, where I suppose we were lower middle class or maybe mid regular, I don't know where we were. I didn't really pay attention at that age where we were, you know, I just, I knew we had popsicles in the freezer and, and fun to be had. And that's kind of how I grew up. And we just went and played with friends. And, and then when I got older, of course, I had to babysit on the weekends. I didn't like that. So, uh, but, uh, but other than that, it was, um, you know, they, they, uh, they encouraged me to go to church, get educated, go to school, get good grades, do all that stuff that uh, most parents uh, uh, try to try to in, in, impose on their kids. And uh, so they did, they did good there. And, um, you know, we, we had, you know, struggles and then my parents did eventually get divorced when I was older, unfortunately. Um, after, uh, but I, I was already out of the house um, just to turn 18. So it kind of didn't affect me as much as it did my younger brother and sister. And they really uh, struggled with that. And some, uh, you know, um, they're, they're still not uh, as close to uh, my folks as I'd like them to be, um, or to my, I should say my dad and specifically. And um, so, so it, there's, you know, there's, there's ups and downs in life. And that was a, a down time for us is uh, when the family kind of broke up a little bit there. And uh, I've, I've internalized that and learned from that and make sure I'm not doing some of the things, you know, the arguing and the fighting and the stuff that they did uh, towards the end there. And, uh, and, you know, make sure I'm uh, more attentive to uh, what's going on in the house and things like that. So uh, speaking to your experience as a father, uh, like what was it like for you when you first found out that uh, you were about to be a dad? Like if you could think back to that moment. Oh, I was elated. I, I think I jumped up and down for joy. I was so excited. Um, <laughs> we'd been married about 11 months, I think, when I found out. Um, and um, yeah, it was the most exciting thing ever. And then that that moment when the new baby arrives it's just unbelievable just the the pride that swells up and the excitement and the you know uh the energy of the moment and everything of course you know there's moms of course not enjoying it as much as i am uh but uh but uh, she was quite relieved when it was over and uh, she got to hold that little baby for the first time and that was a life changer and um you really don't understand you know how much love you have in your heart until that baby comes out and it really expands seems like it expands your heart a couple of times you know kind of like that Grinch movie where his hand yeah, heart expands yeah, <laughs> kind of like that you know that moment when you're you just like you're just over overpowered by joy and, and excitement so uh, I definitely definitely a thing I enjoyed and of course uh, kind of have the same experience um, on every kid um, that we have so what um what has being a dad well interacting with your children taught you about yourself mm. well it taught it taught me uh you know that you know there's more there's just more and more that i can give when i think i'm you know to my limit there's still more there and because that it's like i don't it's, i don't know how to explain it but that 
it just gives you this outstanding uh, drive to do better for them each and every day and, and to wake up and to show up and to be there. And, um, you know, I know, I know not every dad seems to have that situation, but for, for me, um, I just, at the thought of not being with them, you know, on a regular basis and things just kind of freaks me out. And I, I would not wish that I wouldn't want to go back, you know, uh, once I've had that first one and then the second, third and fourth, uh, just can't imagine the world without them. Uh, what was the biggest lesson your dad taught you uh, after you had your kids? Have you talked to your dad about uh, fatherhood since you become a, became a dad? Yeah, we, we, we do talk a fair amount and um, yeah, just, um, you know, he has a lot of wisdom and, uh, you know, gives good advice on certain things, um, you know, um, and, and I, you know, I, I, I pretty much do, you know, all the stuff he would say anyway, you know, it was like, you know, make sure you love on your kids, make sure you spend time with them, you know, uh, love is kind of to the kids, time is love, you know, how much time are you spending actively, you know, when, and when you're at home, are you engaged with them? You know, it's easy to get wrapped up in our phones and our gadgets and, and you know, whatnot. Um, but, uh, but at the end of the day, can you come home and show up for them and, uh, and, and uh, contribute to them? So. Can you talk about your career as a marketer? Like, how did you get into that field? Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of, uh, I've always been entrepreneurial. I, I actually, uh, when I was about eight years old, I conned the church uh, pastor's wife into letting me carry around an Avon bag and smile at grandmas and they'd give me money. <laughs> so, uh, but I got a, I got a kind of a taste for some money there. And then I, uh, you know, I kind of, I ended up, I don't know. I just always been selling stuff or doing some sort of side hustle. I, I did, uh, I did some network marketing. I did um, car sales. I sold, uh, done, did recruiting, kind of all kinds of different stuff. And then I did a little stint in IT. For some reason, I ended up getting into IT for a while because I like computers too. But, uh, but then I jumped back in at 3M uh, company. Uh, I was on a contract to run their education department. So we'd run around. Um, 3M up here in Minneapolis has a massive campus with like 15 buildings or something. And so they teach like polymeric nanofibers and then you go over teach adhesives and then marketing and then business acumen and then, um, you know, some weird science that nobody's ever heard of. And my, my job was to facilitate all those classrooms. So I didn't actually teach it. I just kind of started the thing. 3M has their own TV station in, in, in house and everything. So it's a big deal. And then my job was to, to film it and then distribute it to uh, India and China and some of their other big outlets. And uh, so that was kind of, I kind of enjoyed that kind of education piece. And then um, later on, I found this company um, that uh, had uh, education courses. Um, so I basically did the same job I was doing for them for myself, but doing marketing courses um, on, online. And then uh, I kind of realized some people couldn't figure it out even after we did it. You know, they, they call, you know, they asked me, well, how do you do it? Or my campaigns aren't working or, you know, whatever. So then I ended up kind of doing it for free for a while. And I'm like, this is not working. So then we ended up spinning off an agency and that kind of, uh, and that, that kind of led to the LinkedIn thing too, because um, I wanted more teachers for that platform. And I tried tweeting at them and sending faith, you know, trying to connect to their personal Facebook and they wouldn't connect. And anyway, I found LinkedIn. It was like the whole world opened to me. 
Uh, I could send messages to anybody. Um, I've sent messages to Oprah. I've sent messages to John uh, Maxwell. I've, you know, they, they didn't answer me, but I was able to send them a message. Right. Oh, but, but some of them did. You know, I, I got the, the chance to meet, uh, you know, he actually reached out to me, a New York Times five times bestselling author, invited me to a, a whiskey tasting event a couple hours oh, wow. from where I live. So I, I, I don't, I don't drink, but I went and hung out with him, you know, for, uh, you know, four or five hours, whatever it was. Um, but, you know, just crazy opportunities have happened uh, through business and through LinkedIn, especially for me. So, What is all, all that experience? What is that, what is that uh, done for you as a father? Like, how has that helped you as a father? Well, I think a little bit on communication skills as far as making sure I have empathy and, you know, because when, you, when you're working in the kind of in the public eye, you're working with all different people from everywhere and, you know, and uh, just, um, you know, there's so many wonderful people out there in the world and, and, and it really, uh, LinkedIn really kind of helped me with that. It's just seeing, you know, there's people that I would have never been able to associate with in my life that are just amazing, wonderful people. Um, and then I try to, you know, translate that to my kids, you know, and, and one of my biggest kind of uh, excitement things for me is my, uh, my daughter, when she was, I want to say she, she's 15 now, but I think she was like 12 or 13. Uh, she got to go to Jamaica and serve in an orphanage for like a week or two. And, um, and now as a parent, I was like, wow, that's awesome. You know, cause it's here, she, you know, she got some of that for me, some from her mom, you know, and, and this heart to serve people. And, and to me, that's just, if you can pass that on to your kids to have a servant's heart, uh, you know, to, to anybody, no matter where they come from, what, you know, no matter what, and just serve those, you know, serve, serve people, you know, wherever, you know, meet them at their own needs, you know, type thing. I don't know, to me, that's kind of like a, that's an ultimate testimony of, of some good things happening. Well, you said she was 15? She is 15 now, yeah. yeah. Oh, when, when did she? Um... I think she was 12 when she went to Jamaica. I mean, she went with a uh, um, her with grandma, grandma went with her to, to serve with her, and then uh, some of my church also. Okay, that's cool. That's a great experience. It's called, uh, Robin's Nest in Jamaica. It's an orphanage for kids that don't have uh, folks. Okay. So, um, I guess my question is similar to the one that Sir Royce asked. So, like, how has um, you know, your ability to communicate with people and the marketing aspect, how has that helped you as a, as a husband? Hmm. I have to sell myself to my wife all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, I have to, okay. and I need to make sure I'm, uh, you know, treating her with respect. It's, it, it's, you know, it's different when you're, when you're with your wife, it's easy to be short tempered. I don't know why it is, but it, it, it's easier to be short-tempered. Like I would never raise my voice at some stranger I met at, you know, Walmart probably, probably unless they really had a reason to get you know, mad at. But, but, but for, for my wife, it's, it's because you're so intimate, it's easier to kind of go, well, why did you think that, you know, or, you know, so, so you really have to kind of bite your tongue a little bit and, and just be a little bit more, you know, uh, pause. It's a big thing. If you can pause for a second, take a breath, and then say whatever you think you needed to say, 
by the time you take that breath, usually you realize what you were going to say wasn't the right thing and you need to adjust right. to be more uh, compassionate. Um, so kind of that, you know, that, you know, that empathy piece, I guess, maybe is, is probably the best way to say it. Because when you're dealing with customers and things, you know, you need to, you know, think about their needs first. And you need, when you're at home, you need to do the same. Think about how you can serve your wife the best. You know, is, you know, can you, if she's struggling with, with the day, can you go wash some dishes for her? Can you go do some laundry to help her out? Or can you, you know, um, you know, we homeschool. So, uh, so me taking the time to read, um, you know, um, one of the books we read all the time is called Kingdom Tales, but it's a kind of a illustrated teaching good morals and things like that. And if I and if I take the initiative and go read two or three chapters of that book, so she doesn't have to, um, it really takes a burden off her, and, and then that ho hopefully translates into love and then respect in the relationship. That's cool. Now, I know what you mean, like when you were saying that, um, like <laughs> you quick to it's like that irritation is always there for some reason. Why do you think that is? Because huh? I don't know. But I understand. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. They say, it's, it, it, I mean, the, the books would tell me that it's familiarity brings contempt. Um, hmm. But uh, and I, I don't know if there's a better way to say it, but but it is. It's just you're you're always together. So think, you know, if, if she said something three weeks ago and it pops in your head, you know, at the same time she's kind of saying the same thing, like you didn't uh, you didn't take care of something, then uh, you know you didn't take out the trash again or whatever it is. Um, sometimes it's like, oh, you know, you want you're about, you're about about ready to explode, but uh, if you can yeah. refocus that, take that deep breath, and then go from there. So can you speak to uh, your kids? So like uh, you have three daughters and you have a son. So are there any differences in how you treat your son versus how you treat your daughters? Not supposed to be, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, overall, they're similar. I am, a, I, I shouldn't I have to admit, I'm probably a little bit harder on my boy. Um, maybe because uh, it's sort of, it, kind of like a reflection of him. it's he's kind of a mini me from back when I was that age I suppose and uh you know a little bit he's a little mischievous sometimes and uh so I'm a little harder sometimes on him but um but but he knows I love him and uh we do we do some special things like I like for him he likes to go fishing with me so we go fishing together uh spend time together that way you know we'll go out and do yard work together things like that whereas the girls I, I don't really I taught them how, but I don't really make them do it, if that makes sense. Um, but but the girls, I, you know, take them out on to, you know, a sweetheart dance uh, usually every year um, and do something together with them and things like that. So can you talk about like, um, I noticed you said that you were kind of older when uh, your parents divorced. Yeah. Can you talk about that experience or like some of the things that, um, some of the feelings that you were experiencing at that time? Yeah, I mean, part of it was disbelief that, you know, wow, did that just happen? That was kind of the initial thing was, oh, wow. I was hoping they could fix it, you know. But, you know, it's not like, at the same time, I knew it wasn't perfect, you know, there's there was issues. I knew, you know, um, you know, one thing I kind of liked about, you know, that is that they would wait till we go to bed before they yelled at each other when they were having those fights in those days. Um, and, and, but they, they didn't know we were awake, but we, we did hear some of that, you know, 
Um, but they tried to kind of shield that from us, which is probably a good thing. But, um, but yeah, I guess just the shock, the sadness, um, you know, and then my, my dad ended up moving out of state. And, and so then we didn't get to see him for a long time. And, and so it took a few years to really regain that relationship for me with my dad, um, you know, just because we lost touch and he kind of went off and did his thing and whatever. Um, and now we're, now we're, now we have a good relationship. We talk on the phone, we have good conversations. Um, you know, he encourages me to, you know, uh, be strong in my faith, be loyal to my wife, you know, encourage my children. Um, so he's a, a big influence in, um, you know, not repeating some of the things, he, mistakes he made. And, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, he warned me about certain things, um, you know, that, you know, um, getting bored in the relationship, different things like that, that can lead to other problems down the road. And, you know, um, and so, so yeah, so I, I learned a lot from my dad in, in that situation. My mom, um, she kind of always was the rock, you know, kind of, she, she had the steady, you know, uh, nursing career and was always kind of, uh, you know, she wasn't as home as much, but, but she always had, you know, the, the, uh, made sure she had the bread uh, coming home to feed the family and everything um, uh, more so than my dad did. Um, and uh, just cause her job happened to pay more basically more or less, but, um, but, uh, but, um, I've and I've always been really close to my mom, so that uh, that that relationship didn't uh, fade much because she, she stayed in town. So I'd just go over and maybe help her mow the lawn or something when my brother was still a little bit younger and things like that. But uh, so I helped her out when I could, and, and I did kind of what a lot of people do. I I had a couple times where I was low on money or something when, in my early twenties, and I went back home and lived for six months, and then I'd move out again, and then I moved back when I was twenty four, and then I you know be back you know I kind of did that back and forth thing and. My mom liked it because she had me around to help out a little bit more, but um, but I was trying to get my footing going to college and all that stuff. So, so how long have you been married now? We got married so uh, sixteen years. Yep. So we uh, we got married in our mid thirties, and uh, so we're going to be the you know when we have when we have grandkids that we're going to be like the really old grandparents. So. <laughs> It's funny because I have uh, classmates that already have grandkids and my kids aren't uh, even to uh, an age where they should be married off yet. So you got started a little bit later in life. <laughs> yeah, got started late, but uh, we caught up quick though with four. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. so how did um, how did you and your wife meet? Well, um, so I was, I went to a, so we're from a small town, but they brought in this opera crew where like they brought in the mains that like the main two singers were like professionals and then everybody else was hired, hired locally. And so I went to this opera and uh, this girl that kind of liked me uh, had become sit buyer. And then her friend was with, which turns out to be my wife now. And uh, so we were in this opera and the whole opera, like I'm peeking around my friend that likes me. And then she's peeking around looking at me and we're just kind of like, uh, you know, kind of kind of almost like winking at each other almost uh, during this thing going, wow, she's cute. And oh, wow, he's handsome or whatever. I don't know, I don't know whatever the internal dialogue was. <laughs> and um, and then we, uh, so, and, and we were, uh, I think 18, I don't remember how old we were, maybe 18, 19, something like that. And 
anyway, so we ended up dating for a summer. And, but uh, be, even though we were only one year apart in age, we were like two years in class in school different. And so she had already graduated and I still had two years left. So she went off to college and I didn't see her for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day I was at a Denny's parking lot and I ran into her parents. <laughs> and, and how I remember it, uh, grandma remembers it a little different, but uh, how I remember it was like, oh, are you married yet? And she asked me and I said, oh, no, I'm not. And she's like, oh, really? Neither, neither is my wife or my daughter. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, so I gave her my email address and then I was going to Minneapolis. Uh, she moved away to Minneapolis. And so I went on a business trip. And so I went and uh, we went on a date while I was on my business trip. And uh, she took me to all these nice places in Minnesota and then tricked me and made me think Minnesota was nice. And so I moved here and now I don't want to move back to North Dakota. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's cool. Do you ever think about like um, the events that that led up to you being in that Denny's parking lot? I didn't put much thought into it. No, not really. Uh, yeah, I, I assume there was a higher purpose why I was at that Denny's that day. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I asked because I kind of, um, like, when I think about, like, how I met my wife and just the events that led up to that, it's kind of, mm. like, serendipitous. Like, mm. I don't know, it, it's weird. <laughs> you know, but uh, I don't know. That's why I asked that question. Oh, no. Yeah, and after that date, I gave her, uh, you know, I gave her kind of like a side hug, you know, a polite, you know, um, you know, I, I read this book called Hedges, and it says you're supposed to have side hug, so you don't, you know, you're not, you know, being, you know, trying to hit on people or whatever. Oh, so yeah. she, so I left, and thought, oh, wow, he doesn't like me because I gave her a side hug, and she thought that meant I didn't like her. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, then we start, we kept talking, and then eventually I moved to Minneapolis in with a. A, a guy that uh, that was also moving to Minneapolis at the time that I happened to know, and so we went and uh, actually stayed at a church. Like this church had like this, uh, hat, like almost like a halfway house for people moving into the city that were from out of town. So I lived there for a little bit, and then we ended up getting a house. And then about a year later, uh, my wife and I got married, and then we moved in together, and the rest is history. That's awesome. Uh, your oldest is 15, your youngest is eight, right? Yes. So would your um, oldest have uh, something to say about you as a father when you first became a father, like you had with your father? Hmm. Probably. What, what, what changed, like from the last kid to the first kid, like uh, oh. how has your style changed or has it changed? Yeah. That's that's a good point. Yeah, I am just like my dad in the way that I'm not as strict with my littlest one yeah. as I was with the older ones. That's that's that is true. Yeah. I absolutely the littlest one. She is a little bit spoiled. I mean, not not bad, but a little bit. Uh, she she tends to get out of like like the you know like I say clean the house or something, and it's like the oldest three end up doing most of it. And she kind of like nah, I don't have to do that because dad doesn't he doesn't do anything about it. So. So I have to go out of my way sometimes to say, no, you're, you get to clean this whole section yourself uh, just to make sure that I'm not, you know, baby, babying her too much. I've kind of become a softy, I think, even more than I was. <laughs> even more so. <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a softy now. Yeah, I, I'm that guy that cries at the dumb commercials. That's me. That's me. <laughs> 
Now that's interesting. What um, do you cry like? Was that a joke or you were serious? Because I'm about. I'm, oh, actually- I'm, 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 I'm if it's if it's a sentimental commercial or something. I'm like, <laughs> they, my they, my kids are laughing at me. They're like, well, Dad, this is just a commercial. You don't you don't have to internalize this as something of a life lesson or something. Do you cry at movies? Oh yeah, yeah. If well, not every movie. Yes, I do cry. What was the last movie you cried over? Oh my goodness. Um. You know, it's going to sound really dumb, but Independence Day we watched again. <laughs> you know, like that speech the president gives where he's like, we're going to defeat, you know, all, for all humankind, oh, yeah. we're going to yeah. kill all the aliens or whatever. I, I cried at that. I don't know. So that's just the kind of guy. <laughs> I cried when uh, Iron Man died, man, on the event. Oh, Not because, <laughs> nah, it wasn't, it wasn't just me, though. My son, look at my son. He had... Full cheeks. Like, he's just going to boo horn. I'm like, ah, you got uh, me. They had the music going, you know, the violins playing. Like, ah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, a lot of people who cried on that one. Yeah. yeah. Iron Man. That's funny. Uh, yeah, those movies get me. I don't know. It's like that. Um, it's like that struggle when you're overcoming those struggles in life. And that, you know, it's just for some reason that touches me and like watching these um, like these American idols, the ones that like get the get the golden buzzer or whatever. Like I watch the YouTubes of those sometimes that I don't know why something about that just gets me really emotional. It's like that that victory, that that win, you know, I don't know. It just uh, it's just uh, something that's ingrained in me, I guess, uh, as as maybe as a kid or something. But uh, I like I like the victory and I like overcoming struggles and, and, you know. I don't like the struggles when I'm in them, but that overcoming feeling is, is amazing. Yeah. You ever saw The Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith? I, I don't remember if I saw it or not. I heard it was really good. Yeah, you you will cry, man. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a scene at the end where, uh, where, do you know the premise of the movie? Some, no spoilers. No spoilers. Don't, don't spoil it. Oh, okay. Well, Him and his kid, I think, but I can't remember the picture, but. Yeah, it's um, it's him and his kid. They they live in San Francisco. Uh, his wife leaves, so it's just him and like um, he's going through all this stuff. He mm. end up because uh, he's trying to get a job at as a. Um, oh, that's right. I must have saw a preview or something. I kind of remember that. Yeah, he's um, dang. What is he trying to do? Um, Was it like a stockbroker? So, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So they wouldn't um, hire him because he was too like raggedy or something at the beginning or something, wasn't it? Oh no, they it's an internship. So mm. he's in the internship and they choose oh, one person at the end of the internship to get uh, the job. So I'm not gonna tell you anymore, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go watch it. I'll it but but at the end, I like Will Smith movies too. So hey Dr. Young, did you cry at that at that point, man? At the end? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. But uh, uh, so, uh, <laughs> it's only three movies that that I've cried over, and I'm not gonna tell you all right Why, now. Why, <laughs> man? Come on, we're all sitting here, man. Come on, well, give us one of them. Can we have one okay, of them? The, the, the first movie that made me cry was um, was My Girl. Do y'all remember My Girl? Ah, uh, yeah. When he died, yeah, yeah, yeah. That made me cry. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong. That was a sad moment, man. That was real yeah, sad. Yeah, it was. It was. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the uh, things, and it's kind of made me think of about the vic victory, but this is and this is kind of a different side story, but. Um, and I think I, I I did publish it. My my um, when my my daughter was about maybe three or four, uh, we were at uh, the the zoo here in town, and um, and all of a sudden I heard a scream, and I turned around and and look and there's this cougar that had pushed through this fence and grabbed this kid and was pulling him back to the den, and um, and I just uh, I kind of I I instantly just turn my daughter away so she couldn't see it and then I just ran sprinted and jumped into the cougar pit and then I was I don't know I thinking I was going to kick the cougar or punch it in the face or something I don't know what I was going to do and um, the uh, the dad was also there and he jumped up from this kid and, and grabbed the kid and he was there maybe I, I don't know like for but I was about maybe a foot or two from the cougar and the kid got free so I decided I need I needed to get out of there I didn't need to stay there anymore and uh and so uh, it was kind of, you know, it was, a, it was scary. And I, there was another cougar in there. I didn't know where that cougar was, but I, you know, I, you know, but it was kind of that moment you kind of realize that, wow, I'll do that for some other kid that I don't even know, you know, what would I be willing to do for my own kid? And I, I learned a lot about myself, just that I'm, I'm a, I'm a fight guy, not a flight guy, you know, uh, I guess as far as, you know, that goes. And that was just a really weird freak accident the kid ended up being okay only a couple lacerations and 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 um you know and things like that and nobody had video cameras so we couldn't get, put it on youtube and go viral or nothing but <laughs> I, i'm just teasing but uh but yeah it was scary but uh, it kind of you know i kind of use that sometimes in my own head like you know this is this is easy this struggle is easier than trying to go punch a cougar you know just kind of just i don't know just a way for me to kind of turn that into a life lesson for myself but um that was kind of a, a crazy uh experience that i had uh oh 10 or 12 years ago something like that so you you're a real life superhero well i almost was a hero Talk about <laughs> Iron Man. This is real yeah. Iron Man right here. <laughs> it would have been better if I had some scars to prove it or something, you know, or whatever. But, uh, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, but when the kid got free, I was like, I'm out of here, man. I don't need to. <laughs> but I, all I can remember is like I'm running at this cougar and I'm going, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna hit it. And I'm like trying to, you know, it's just, you know, it all happened like that. You know, it's split second decision thing. But anyway, it was kind of a crazy day. I know you say it happened like in the in the snap or in the instance, but in your mind it was in slow motion, right? It was. It was really in slow motion. <laughs> it's it's really crazy how that how that happened. It was just, uh, yeah, it felt like I was I was just in, inside the little cougar area for two for quite a while, but I but I really wasn't, and I I, I must have I somehow jumped the ledge really well. I don't know. I I, I jumped higher than I normally could jump. It was it was quite quite interesting it's kind of crazy but anyway so you was like the hundred million dollar man at that slow motion jump that... <laughs> yeah 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 exactly <laughs> 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 oh, that's... <laughs> oh, that's awesome yeah which one of your kids has your entrepreneurial spirit can you see that right now in your kids? Oh wow! I I don't know. Um, they all kind of have it a little bit. We um, 
we have them like do craft sales and stuff and they make their own crafts and sell their own crafts and make a little bit of money and uh, some other stuff like that. We, I haven't, um, I don't know. I haven't taught them as much business as I should. Um, as I, I kind of, it's not part of their official curriculum. It's just kind of seeing what dad does occasionally. And, and, you know, if I designed some commercials or something, I had my kids be in some little, uh, do, do some voiceovers for some commercials and stuff like that. So they get, kind of see what I do a little bit and things like that. And uh, I probably should involve them more than I do, but, uh, um, but they, uh, but they do get a lot of, uh, um, you know, they're, they're, they're curious about starting their own YouTube channels and they know dad's kind of a quote unquote influencer on LinkedIn and, and things like that. So, uh, so I, I, I think there'll be some more entrepreneurial uh, tendencies uh, showing soon because they're starting to ask a lot more questions now. What um, do you know what your children want to get into when they get older, as far as like either being an entrepreneur or their career that they want to pursue? Not really, not yet. Um, they all have unique yeah. gifts and abilities. Um, they're very musically inclined. Um, they love theater. Um, we did uh, many years of karate together. Um, they're kind of kind of all over the place, but I, I, they're they're a little bit scared of uh, of the of college just because. Uh, you know, it seems like it's gotten more and more political and different things like that. And, yeah. and it seems like you can, you know, with online education and things like that, you can actually learn sometimes better than, um, you know, you know, work, working in some trade or, or actually doing it instead of just going to school and learning generic stuff. So, um, so I don't know if that really answered the question, but uh, I don't really know where their, their mind is. Uh, I know that I know my, all my daughters are wanting to be parents at some someday i know that much because uh, they you know they play with the baby dolls and dress them up and you know talk about oh when I, i'm gonna do this with my kids when i'm older you know that uh, type stuff uh, so they're very much into uh wanting to be moms for my girls and uh my boy he just likes to do boy stuff right now so <laughs> we do scouts and camping and he loves whittling with his knife and you know stuff like that so so i i you know he and he likes roblox and some of these video games too i try to get him to play less of that but but i've i've tried a few times now to play with him uh because because my tendency is like i don't really want to play those video games because i because because i'm i actually get addicted to video games when i was a kid so i figured if, if i get back into it i'll get addicted and waste a lot of time that i could be doing something more productive but but it is good to take things that your kids are interested in and, and show interest in those even if you're not interested in them so i i have realized that uh, that's where i need to sow some seeds there yeah for sure what was your favorite game coming up oh i want to call is it duke nukem or something like that or oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. i mean I'm, I'm old that's I mean, we, that's a classic right there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, I had Pong. Like, do you remember Pong? You ever heard of Pong? Okay. Yeah. yeah you saw it on History Channel, but uh, yeah, I, I actually <laughs> remember that. So. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm up there. So, <laughs> so um, how do you plan on approaching the uh, relationship talks with your kids, like from your daughters versus your son? Oh. Yeah, that's tough. I, you know, <laughs> I just, I, I just remember, you know, how I was, how some of the people in my high school were, 
And, you know, I don't think it's gotten better. I think it's maybe gotten even worse in, in a lot of ways. And um, so I, I guess, honestly, I, 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 I'm pretty frank with them. I've said, there's a lot, a lot of sleazeballs out there that'll tell you anything. They'll say, oh, I love you. You're so beautiful, this and that. And once you uh, give in to uh, nature, I don't know how you want to say that, uh, then they don't want nothing to do with you and they'll go on to the next person. And uh, so I'm encouraging them to make sure, you know, that they, you know, build solid relationships. It's, it's a mutual uh, respect for each other. And, uh, you know, whether, whether it's, uh, it's not really acceptable in our society to say this, but I teach them to be abstinent until they're married and uh, encourage them to uh, do take that step when they know that's their lifelong partner and they're going to be with them forever. And, uh, and there's a, as the song goes, put a, put a, put a ring on the finger, you know, <laughs> put a ring on. <laughs> was that something that you and your wife did? Nope. We were the opposite. We were bad people. Now, <laughs> okay. We, with, with each other, we were, we, we did wait until we were married with each other, but okay. uh, each separately, when we went off to college, we got into drinking and partying and, you know, all that junk that goes along with, um, you know, when you get, you get drunk, you make stupid decisions. Yep. And uh, so we each kind of did our own thing separately. And then when we got together 10 years later, um, we decided to wait until we got married. Was that a mutual thing or like, yeah. did you... Oh, yeah. okay. Cool. We both decided that we wanted to wait. So it wasn't always easy because, you know, there's, you know, she's a pretty gal and I'm a guy and, you know, it's, uh, it's hard, it's hard sometimes, but uh, we uh, somehow made it work and, <laughs> and got through that uh, courting time without uh, doing that. And, and then uh, obviously we've had uh, experience since then since we have multiple kids. So. <laughs> Right, On my are... business podcasts, I don't talk about this stuff. So this is you got me talking about all kinds of topics I would have never talked about. Oh yeah, we dig a deep now. It's not public. Maybe in a small group setting or something, but <laughs> right. Now, uh, Jess, the next question I'm gonna ask is the question I already asked you, uh, and the question is, what does fatherhood mean to you? And you gave me a great answer. Uh, I'll read it, and uh, I kind of want you to expound on it a little bit, if you if you can. Uh, you said it means everything. You are sowing into your kids all the love you can while teaching them the skills they need for the best possible future. That was a, definitely a great answer. So uh, can you yeah. elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah. Um, you know, kids, um, they're, they're kind of like, uh, you know, brand new clay. You know, you kind of form them. Um, you know, and, and, and try to create the best version of themselves that you can help them craft. Um, you know, I want to give them the opportunity to think for themselves, be their own person, but at the same time, I want to instill good quality morals into them. Um, I'm, I happen to be a Christian, so we teach a lot of, you know, do unto others as you would do unto yourself, treat other people, you know, think of other people more highly than yourself, treat people with respect, love, honor, cherish your spouse, your husband, your wife. Um, and those are the things we try to show in our life so we can set a good example, but also um, to teach our kids. 
And then, you know, there's life skills, you know, they need to know how to read and write and, and do arithmetic. And they also need to know how money works and how to uh, spend, invest, how to, you know, um, uh, you know, provide for their family, how they can, you know, um, um, you know, you know, I don't know what's going to, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in the future, um, but you want to get them, give them enough opportunity to really excel at a few things but also have a general knowledge of, of many things so that if something changes or they got to make a pivot in their life, that they have the skills that they can use to leverage uh, to make those pivots in life when they come. Hope that made sense. <laughs> yeah, it did. All right, so um, I guess my last question, um, so, this question that race, uh, so race, I told you in the beginning, what advice would you give to a young dad or a new dad about fatherhood? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's great. One thing is just enjoy the moment because they go fast. And uh, once, you know, I mean, it was just, just the other day I was holding my baby. Now she's 15. And, uh, you know, uh, Make sure you cherish each moment. Make sure you take lots of pictures. Um, you know, uh, you know, don't don't now. You can uh, over, overdo that, and you take so many pictures, you don't actually live your life. You're just taking pictures all day long. So you got to got to kind of balance it out a little bit. But um, it is nice to have those pictures and to go back and to reminisce and, and show you know do a slideshow every you know now and again and show them, hey, this is you when you were 15 months. Here's you, you know, when you're two years old when you bumped your knee and you're bleeding all over the, you know whatever it is you know here's where you rode your bike you know um it's fun to reminisce so that those memories stay fresh in their mind too so when they leave my house you know i'm hoping that they still remember those memories as if they were yesterday in their mind whereas it's easy for to forget a lot of those fun life moments um and that's why that reinforcement of you know showing some pictures once in a while helps create that vivid memory and helps them go back to that time and remember the fun and the joy and the excitement had because once they get teenagers you know uh you know they start you know you know thinking they know a little bit more than mom and dad things like that and it's easy for them to kind of forget all that wonderful stuff that happened before and only focus on those couple things they disagree with mom and dad and so if we can reinforce that you know throughout their lives um it'll help uh, strengthen that bond so later on it's you know less likely that they'll uh, you know rebel as much against you but um, but yeah cherish those moments um, you know um, and, and and find a mentor dad find somebody that's been a dad that's been you know that that you know is a good, was a good parent maybe it's your own dad maybe it's uh, you know a friend uh, from church's dad or somebody but get together with men other men iron sharpens iron as they say um, and, and and leverage their knowledge to help you become a better fat better father faster because you can read a lot of books um, which can help but it, you know having that mentor or somebody that you can kind of talk to is a big is a big help as well that was awesome great advice yeah I love my kids I have to say <laughs> so uh we've been declaring certain episodes hall of fame episodes and uh i, I like to ask my my uh colleague here dr raheem uh 
can we put this one in the Hall of Fame? What you think, man? Yeah, we can. <laughs> I would say that's wow. the Hall of Fame. Yeah, wow. this is definitely a great one. Yeah. <laughs> so if you had to pick a jersey number, Jess, what number would you be in the Hall of Fame? Uh, seven. Seven? Yeah. That's a good number. Lucky number seven. <laughs> yeah, lucky number seven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I one one thing is I, you know, and my kids know in, I'm almost annoying about it. I tell them I love them so much. And I sing little songs about, hey, I love, you know, you know, whatever. I just sing songs to them about, you know, I might take a uh, you know, some song from Frozen and switch the words to I love you, you know, to my kids and different things like that. <laughs> and I know it's dumb and you know and silly, but but my kids you know, are almost annoyed at how much I love them. And I think that's the way to go. Yeah, because uh, when they start having kids, they'll do the same thing to their kids. And it goes down yeah. from there. You Hopefully, know? yeah. Like yeah. You, you're setting the foundation that's going to last like for, for a lifetime and yeah. beyond. So that's, right. that's, that's very powerful right there. <laughs> yeah, you learn a lot from your parents, whether you like it or not. So for better or for worse, you learn a lot yeah. from your parents. So um, I learned a lot from my parents. And there were some some parts that weren't as good, and we try to correct on that. And um, I've also been able to, you know, uh, some good spiritual leaders that I've been able to, you know, pastors and pastors' wives that I've been able to, you know, talk to over the years for advice, and that's really helped a lot as well. Yeah, definitely, just keep doing what you're doing, man. You're doing a great job, man. Thank you. I definitely commend you, man, as a, as a fellow dad. <laughs> Definitely keep you guys keep, keep working hard and I, I appreciate what you're doing here for fathers that's it's great um, um, it's, it's it's a scary time sometimes when you're a new father but uh, with great uh, people like yourself uh, sewing into them and offering advice I think that'll uh, be a big help for a lot of people so I appreciate what you're doing yeah, thank you yeah I think it's a scary time for uh, older dads too like uh, guys <laughs> like yourselves like uh, Dr. Raheem has an older daughter too so oh. you guys are in the same same battlefield if you will yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah man definitely thanks for this man this has been great so um, thank you appreciate Dr. it Dr. Young did you have anything else any other questions no no questions just uh, thank you thanks again for joining us and, and sharing your story with us thanks for having me appreciate it all right, and Jeff, don't hang up. We're going to okay. have a little post game. All right. For myself, Sir Royce Briales, for my uh, colleague, Dr. Raheem Young, and also for our special guest, Jess Tiffany. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Father Interviews, and stay tuned for further announcements.